Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep, P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, Superman, after speeding the unconscious Jim Olsen to a hospital, convinces the badly scared Dave Powers to tell all he knows of the Metropolis restaurant racketeers. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. You know, older folks often think that they have a corner on reminiscences, thinking back and remembering all the fun they've had. But I know a lot of fellows and girls who are reminiscing these days when they check over their collection of comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pet. Because every single one of these funny paper characters looks a doggone lifelike that, well, you keep right on chuckling over the things that they've done in the comic strips. Like the way Toots and Casper get mixed up in the funniest situations, or Barney Google looking so silly in his shiny derby hat, or Vitamin Flintheart and the way he coddles himself. Yes, sir, every single one of these 18 new and different pep comic buttons has a real story to tell. And they're so easy to get. You don't have to send in a single penny, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. They come only as prizes in packages of Kellogg's Pep. That's the Sunshine Cereal, famous for sunny, golden toasted flavor. And famous for the vitamin D it gives you. It has the same effect as the vitamin the good old sun makes for you. That's why Mom says Pep is particularly good for you in the wintertime when sunny hours are shorter. Pep gives you additional vitamin D1, too, and energy vitamins, plus all that mighty swell eating, plus your prize in every package. All mighty good reasons to ask Mom for P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. Claiming he had been swindled out of $2,000 after seeing an advertisement in the Daily Planet, young Dave Powers asked Clark Kent to come over to his lunch wagon diner and hear all the details. But when Kent arrived with Jimmy Olsen, Powers, obviously frightened, refused to talk. Waiting across the street until two rough-looking men had left the diner, Kent and Jimmy returned to question Powers. But suddenly the rough-looking men reappeared and fired at Powers. Kent leaped into the line of fire, yet when the gunman raced away, Jimmy lay unconscious on the floor. As we continue now, Kent, having rushed Jimmy to the hospital as Superman, has returned to the shabby little lunch wagon to find Dave Powers and Police Inspector Henderson awaiting him. Listen you got here, Kent. Oh, no, Inspector. Howdy. I couldn't get away from the hospital until I was sure of Jim. How's young Olsen, Mr. Kent? Well, he'll have to stay in the hospital a while, Dave. Suffered a slight fracture of the skull. Uh-oh. A fractured skull? Uh-huh. And a little concussion. But he'll be all right. Now, listen, Dave. Wait a minute, I... Kent. How did this all happen to Jim? Oh, well, you see, he dove for the floor when the gunman opened up. Oh. He must have struck his head on the edge of this marble counter. Oh, that's too bad for it, kid. Yeah. Well, look. Now, what's this all about? Well, all I can get out of powers here is that a couple of fellas came in and tried to shoot him. That's right. Yeah, and they would have got me, too, if Mr. Kent hadn't jumped in front of me. Jumped in front of you? Now, wait a minute. Right, Inspector. He jumped right into the path of the bullet. Oh, I can't no. understand how he's still alive. Good. Oh, forget it, will you? Let's charge it up to luck and get down to case. Okay, okay. Now, start talking, Powers. Who were these men, and why did they want to kill you? I. 
I don't know. Now, wait a minute, Dave. You know very well those gunmen had a reason for wanting you out of the way. What's more, you know that when they find out you're still alive, they'll come back to finish the job. But, but certainly what? they'll try again. And unless you help us get them first, not only your life is in danger, but the lives of Kent and Jim Olsen, too. Sure. Have you thought of that? Well, how do you mean, Inspector? Kent and Jim saw the men and can identify them. That puts them on the spot, too. It does, huh? Sure it does. Jim is in a hospital now because he tried to help you, and it's only a miracle that Kent is still alive. Do you want something else to happen to them? No, of course not. Well, then start talking. Because I repeat that until we round up those gunmen, all three of you are in danger. Well, okay, if you put it that way, Inspector, I'll talk. Well, now we're getting someplace. Fire ahead. Start from the beginning, Dave. Okay, Mr. Kent. Well, you see, about a week ago, I noticed an ad in the Daily Planet under business opportunity. Yeah? said, due to illness, we'll sacrifice diner doing excellent business for $2,000 cash. You were looking for a business? Yeah. I'd always liked the idea of a lunch wagon since I'd worked in one once. So I talked it over with my wife, and we decided I ought to look into this ad. Uh-huh. So I wrote a letter to the box number given in the ad. Next day, a fella called me up and made an appointment for me to come down and see his place. It was this diner? That's right, Inspector. Couldn't you see at that time that this place was run down and doing no business? Oh, no. How come? Well, wait till you hear. When I got down here, I could hardly push my way in. Is that so? It looked like the subway in rush hour with customers all over the place fighting for a place to sit down. What? That's right, Mr. Kent. It took me about 20 minutes to get to a stool at the counter. Another 10 minutes until I was noticed by one of the three countermen. Finally, one of them, a tall, skinny, bald-headed man. Mister, are you the proprietor? I'm one of them. Why? Oh, my name is Dave Powers. Was it you I talked to on the phone about buying this place? Oh yes, yes. Uh, but I uh, can't talk to you right now, Mister Powers. You can see how busy we are. Yeah, sure. Looks like you're doing great. Are you always busy like this? Oh yes, always. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, six days a week. Keepers. Uh, listen, Mister. Uh, hey, waiter. How about my lunch? Uh, coming. You can see how it is, Mister Powers. I've got to tend to the customers now. Well, look. When can I talk to you and your partner? Well, the lunch rush will be over in about an hour. Can you wait until then? Sure, sure, I'll wait. This place looks like a gold mine if I ever saw one. Of course. And you couldn't have driven me away. Oh, I hung around for an hour while the customers kept pouring in and the cash register was ringing like mad. What a come on. Yeah. And I fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. Well, the fat guy, who turned out to be the main partner, said he wanted to sell out only because he was sick from all the hard work of breaking in the money and had to go to Florida. Oh, brother. And the skinny guy said he was worn out, too. Oh, I plunked down the 2000 bucks that had taken me five years to save. My wife and I worked all night cleaning up the place. She even made those little curtains for the window. The next day, we woke up and found out we'd been stung, but good. I think I can guess now. Just wait, Kent. Go on, Powers. Tell us how you knew you were stung. Easy. Because there weren't any customers the next day. Oh, that's what I thought. Or the day after that, or the day after that. No customers at all, huh? And practically none, Inspector. Uh-huh. My wife and I sat around wondering what had happened. Then last night, a bum dropped in for a handout. I remember seeing him around the day I bought the place, so I kept him talking. I finally got the story out of him. Just what did he tell you? That those dirty crooks who sold me this place had recruited all the bums for miles around. Mm-hmm. Told them they could get all the food they could eat free the day they were expecting me. Yeah, how do you like that? Naturally, they thronged in, and I thought the place was big business. Naturally, but you should have checked on the owners and the place before buying. Sure I should have, but I was too anxious. They mm-hmm. told me other fellas wanted to buy the place. Well, why didn't you call the police as soon as you learned how you were taken? I was too sore, I guess. So I worked on that bum until he told me where I could find Max. He was one of the partners, the fat one. Yeah? And where was he? In a cheap rooming house on 12th Street. And this morning I hopped over there with blood in my eye. Max was there all right, and I told him unless I got my $2,000 back, I was going to the Better Business Bureau, the police, the Daily Planet, racket-busting department, every place. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, what did he say? He told me to take it easy and he'd make everything right. Oh, sure. Said for me to go back to the lunch wagon, he'd get in touch with his partner and be over there in an hour with my money. He really seemed scared. Where, uh... Where was this partner of his? I don't know. I couldn't get any information at all on him. Uh Uh-huh. What happened then? 
Well, I went back to the diner and still being kind of sore, I called the planet and talked to Mr. Kent. Pretty soon, two rough-looking guys came in. The ones who tried to shoot you just before? That's right. They said if I wanted to stay healthy, I wouldn't talk to the police or the Better Business Bureau or the Daily Planet or anybody else. Boy, that's that that's right. when Jim and I came in, huh? That's right, Mr. Kent. And you know what happened after that. Yeah. Now I'm still out my $2,000 and my good health. Maybe not. What did you say is the address of this Max's rooming house? I don't remember the number. It's on 12th Street, right near Chestnut. Okay, let's run over there. We may still be in time to grab those rats. Come on. <laughs> Here, mister. Max Toomey? That's right. He moved out a couple of hours ago, Inspector. Uh, Uh-oh. I was afraid of that. Did he say where he was going? No, he didn't, Inspector. He said he was going away for a rest. A long rest. And he didn't expect to come back to Metropolis. Well, I'm afraid this complicates things no end, Inspector. Let's go. Dismayed, Inspector Henderson, Clark, Kent, and Dave Powers leave the rooming house proprietor. Knowing that the gunmen are still loose... And the racketeer's gone with Dave's money. What will happen now? We'll be back in a moment for the exciting climax of today's episode. So stand by. You know, the fellows in the gang tell me it's pretty much a matter of pride not to let the girls get ahead of you. And particularly when it comes to collecting comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pets. Of course, I don't know just how many pet comic buttons everybody's collected, but I do know that I've seen a good many young ladies wearing a good many comic buttons pinned to their jacket or dress or cap. Looks mighty keen, too. And no wonder why these pet comic buttons are really humdingers. So bright colored and gleaming that, well, you want to collect all 18 in the new series. For instance, you want Toots and Casper and the Inspector and uh, Barney Google, Pat Patton, uh, Tess Trueheart, Chief Brandon, and Vitamin Flintheart, all from Dick Strait Tracy, and Superman, and all the rest of them. You don't want to miss out on a single one. So hop to it, gang. Remind Mom to get you some Kellogg's Pet when she does her weekend shopping. Because that's the only way you can get these comic buttons. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop, and you can't buy them anywhere. But you get these prizes, along with some doggone swell eating, in every package of Kellogg's Pet. Yes, sir, if you're hep to pep, your breakfast bowl full of these sunny whole wheat flakes is a real treat. Pep tastes the golden and good that, well, you want to pitch right in and eat lots. So ask Mom to get you some P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Early that evening in a small third-class hotel in Metropolis, the skeleton-thin, bald-headed Professor Blessing... You fool, foggy, you stupid, thick-headed fool! Why did you send those torpedoes to Dave Powers' lunch wagon? Why? Because I, I told you, Professor, Max comes running over here, shaking in his boots and yelling that our sucker, that Powers guy, was on to us. He said he was going to call the cops unless he got his two grand Oh, back. what? Everything was done in Max's name? He owned the diner? He gave Powers a receipt for the money? You and I didn't have anything to worry about. But, but we... I, I mean, I mean, you, you got 1500 of the dough. Sure I did, sure I did, but nobody knows that except Max. And he couldn't prove it, even if he wanted to try. He... I deliberately fixed it that way, you fool. So if anything happened, Max would take the rap, not us. Christ, you should have told me that, Professor. Well, I should have told you. I should have got rid of you long ago. That's what I should have done. Why didn't you wait for me to get back before you did anything? I don't know. Except I, I guess because Max said we... Why do you care what Max said? Now you've fixed us for good. Well, gee... Uh, Just when I had a steak and a new lunch wagon all lined up to buy for peanuts and palm off for a sweet profit. But now we're done for. We're accessories to an attempted murder. How are we? You sent your trigger-happy pal to the lunch wagon, didn't you? Well, well, yeah, but I... That uh... makes us accessories, you fool. If we're caught and convicted, we'll get life. Oh, don't say that, Professor. Well, it's true. How many times have I told you never to use violence except when I say so? I know, but I guess I lost me head, Professor. What head? That lump on your neck is only a hot rack. 
You dumb idiot. All right, so I'm dumb. So what are we going to do now? Just wait for the cops to catch up to us? Well, there's only one thing to do in order to save our necks. Yeah? What's that? The one thing I've always steered clear of. Froggy, I'm afraid we've been forced to commit murder. His jaw dropping, Froggy stares at the self-styled professor blessing. The cunning racketeer who has just raged at his henchmen for using violence, but who now calmly announces that they must commit a murder. Who is the professor's intended victim? And how far will he get in the execution of his planned crime while Superman is still unaware of his connection with the diner racket? Tomorrow's exciting episode tells the story, so don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, gang, how'd you like to pick out your own favorite Kellogg's cereal every morning and open your own individual package yourself? Well, ask Mom to get Kellogg's Variety. That's the white, green, and red Kellogg package with ten one-serving packages of your favorite Kellogg cereals. Kellogg's Corn Flakes, Rice Krispies, and Pep. And you know they're good because you've always liked Kellogg's cereals so much. Every day you get your choice, and every day you treat yourself to one of your favorite Kellogg's cereals for breakfast. So ask Mom to get you Kellogg's Variety. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs>